I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast, featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro. And when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saint sincerity and stupidity. Ingram, my BF, took it to the house and finished it off with a nice little spinorama at the end. It was a thing of beauty. Your, your pillow talk uh, that evening must have been spectacular. Amazing. Oh yeah, I'm, I put that one on the spank bank. Should we retry this? You can't make Ralph do the ad again. <laughs> and now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrook. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. We have a ton of Saints news to get to, but before we get to the most important news of the weekend, my depression, Andrew, tell the people where they need to gamble online. Well, I mean, that's obvious. Everybody knows you go to my bookie. So, uh, you know, since we started the show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on, who to bet with, and I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up listeners all month, so visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code HAPPY25 when creating your account. You can also claim a 50% bonus when you do this. So you lay down 100 bucks, now you've got an extra 50 to play with. So that's mybookie.ag, and the promo code again is HAPPY25. You play, you win, you get paid. Yeah. Okay. Andrew, and... Andrew screwed it up. Yeah, I did. I slipped up a little bit there. Yeah, you, you you were supposed to spell out the. You were supposed. Oh, to my bookie. Yeah. Oh, See, yeah. Andrew's N Y B O O K I E. Dot A G. Yeah, I am officially the best ad reader. You are. Well, but Kevin gets a shot too. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin gets a swing next week unless there's breaking news in St. Louis. Hey, um, second place ain't bad. I get a silver medal. That's better yeah. than Ralph, right? <laughs> yeah. The Saints have a ton of news, but before we get to that, I want to get to my devastation. I am now officially the crippled Susan Lucci of the NOLA Press Awards. I have finished second back-to-back years to less east and i'm depressed 
I Ralph, wanted that. You're like West East. West West East is like Drew Brees to Matt Ryan. Like you're his Matt Ryan. He he does. He, he owns you. He, <laughs> he does. Uh, fun fun fact: Susan Lucci lives in my hometown, Garden City, New York. <laughs> oh wow! I actually went to went to middle school with her son. He was a very good golfer. <sighs> so I'll make a prediction. My twenty my post uh, NFC Championship column will be nominated for next year. For 2019 awards, and I will. Ooh, that was a good one. And I will lose that to whatever Les East writes when he does a feature on a future Saints player. I will lose again. I will be second place. And by the way, thanks WWL Kevin. He not Kevin Held, but the the editor at Channel Channel Four. He didn't trick me, but he was like, "You're an award-winning columnist now," and I'm like, "Oh my God, I won!" And he's like, "You've got the second place award." I'm like, "That's not really winning." You know, it's like saying the Saints are the second. They they won the prize of being the second best team in the NFC. You know, you win that. <laughs> you know. Um, so well, speaking of speaking of winning, th- that's a good segue into one of the topics. That's uh, this uh, lawsuit that's going on, and how Roger Goodell <laughs> may be deposed. So maybe the Saints maybe will win a lawsuit. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but Dave, I wanted to start off with the Saints actually had major newsy events today. They cut Cam Meredith and cut his ass, cut, cut his, his ass. ass, and people were getting on me because I said that the Saints doctors—it's so shocking that they would mess that up and misdiagnose a guy's knee injury. And they were like, that's not true. The Saints doctors aren't bad. So I want you to rant about the Saints doctors. But before I say this, this is the Saints official doctor. He gave us a quote. What can you do? Medicine's not a science. Uh, so Dave, go ahead. I know you hate the Saints doctors and they, you, you think that they couldn't diagnose a hangnail. So I'll let you have your say first. Uh not going to go so far as to say that, but uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody else might be losing a job soon. I don't know. Um, no, I don't know if it was the. I mean, didn't he? Didn't he like kind of tweak something or re-injure something? Uh, yeah. His so, knee I exploded mean, when he was in Chicago. So, no, I know, but I mean, and he re-injured the same knee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, let's back up for a second, Dave. Let me paint this picture for you. He's I a mean, restricted free agent. The Saints signed him to a two-year, $10 million offer sheet. By the way, by the way, they let Willie Sneed walk, and he signed two years, $6.5 million, I believe, with the Ravens. Props to Josh Kazestein for jumping back into Saints Twitter and saying, can we officially say letting Willie Sneed go was a bad idea? Yeah. Way to go, Josh. So, that was top-notch. So um, they signed Meredith for more and let Willie Sneed walk away for less. And... When Chicago declined to match the offer sheet, they were asked, why did you do that? And Ryan Pace, former Saints assistant GM, said that his medical staff advised him that Cam Meredith's knee was just too messed up and they didn't have confidence that he could come back. So go ahead, Dave, continue. <laughs> well, I mean, my, my point was, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to uh, trying to play devil's advocate here. My point was is that you know, the doctors, the medical staff, they judged the initial in- knee injury that he had. Uh, they thought it was okay. Were you he, talking about the Bears or the Saints here? 
the Saints. Oh, okay. The Saints. okay, okay. Uh, they they said, okay, we think he'll be okay. He comes back. He re-injures the Saints. I mean, I just, I don't you, know. You, how you know who thought the opposite and was right? Ryan other, fucking Pace. 30, 30, and, and other medical 30, staff. 30 other NFL teams. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Look, and, and, and Sean Payton made the good point today. He's like, I'm glad we didn't mess up on Drew Brees. You know, they asked, like, Did, do you regret signing Cam Meredith? And he's like, no, not really. I mean, part of the deal, they just, I, don't regret, I don't regret signing Drew Brees. So, you know, point taken, fair enough. They just you spun, take a bunch of swings at it. They just spun the injury wheel, baby. That's but all I mean, they and, I, and I mean, and you know what? I mean, based on, just based on, the, on him saying that, that, that actual quote, um, it kind of makes me think like they kind of knew it was a risk and they just did it anyway. Yeah, so, I agree. So, so then, uh, then there again, it's not so much the doctors. The doctors probably said, yeah, you got a 50-50 shot with him. You want to pay him? Pay him. He may not play. He may play. You don't know. Uh, and, and if that's the situation, then the doctors did exactly, I think, what they were supposed to do. Well, yeah, here's my thing. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit. Um, and I think a lot of Saints fans are already kind of moving on and saying, well, I, I look at it as glass half full. It's great because Emmanuel Butler's been awesome and Simi Cobbs is looking good. So we've got all these young guys. Yeah. Oh, we'll yep. get we'll get to Mr. Butler what's, in a second. So what, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But But the what, thing that concerns me is that – Cam Meredith's ceiling was higher than all those guys. And so if he's looking so bad, by the way, the fact that he gets cut after one day of pads is freaking brutal. Oh, can I give myself uh, I mean, credit? How bad must he have been? Uh, on, the Saints, on the Saints Happy Hour Twitter, which, by the way, you should all follow if you're in the YouTube channel and you haven't followed us on Twitter. Uh, as soon as somebody said Cam Meredith is not at practice, I said – the Cam Meredith watch, the Cam Meredith got released watch is officially started. Fifteen minutes later, they're like, "Yeah, the Saints cut him." So I gotta yeah, get myself. You nailed that. I nailed you it. Nailed it that. was easy. Yeah, it I was did, like a fastball down the middle, though. <laughs> I noticed that. Very, very good job, Ralph. Very good job, Ralph. Um, but but were there get... any were there any were there any wackadoos on Twitter that said? Cut him. They could have traded him for a second round pick. What no, are you doing? but I sp- but I spent. I spent all day trolling about a dozen people just going to explaining to them how the Saints needed to trade Michael Thomas for two number ones to Buffalo because Emmanuel Butler, he is the truth, baby. Have you seen his highlights? Saints Twitter is gripped with a, with a wide receiver love affair that we have not seen since Adrian Arrington. Do you, do you have a train derailing crashing sound for Lil' Jordan Humphrey? For later? Do you got that queued up for later? I don't have it. I should, I, I'll have that Dave, for next it's not, week. It's not how you start, Dave. It's how you finish. <laughs> so, I mean, but seriously, I mean, the, the hype for for that guy, he's out of control, right? I mean. It's out of control. And look, I, I think it's great. And it, it's not impossible that that kid could end up being – the next Willie Sneed or Lance Moore or, you know, I, I mean, I, I'll throw Kenny Stills in that bucket. He, he was a low round pick, but, you know, sometimes these receivers, they come out of nowhere and they succeed in this offense. It happens. We've seen it. Colston was a seventh round pick, so it happens. But I just think my thing about Cam Meredith is I saw him when he played for the Bears before his injury when he was amazing. And if he could have ever gotten that back, like, 
I just when we talked hypothetically this offseason about what this wide receiver group could be, I still wasn't ready to give up on Meredith because I knew that his ceiling was his higher than every, everyone else. highlights are fucking amazing. And don't pretend yeah. like none of y'all didn't binge that shit in the chat room when they signed him and we were all giddy. Don't pretend like that didn't happen. Yeah. That happened. All right. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm sure Emmanuel Butler is doing well at practice and that's great. And I'm hopeful that he makes a team and maybe he can catch 30 passes this year. That would be great. But I, his ceiling is not Cam Meredith's. And so, like when we talk about receiver being a problem and we talk about what needs to happen for it to be okay. Play like that, that me and that, his money. That's what needs to happen that, for it to be okay, Andrew. That that window is shrinking a little bit. <laughs> the margin for error is shrinking. I mean, Dave, are you, uh, are you at all concerned about uh, Michael Thomas not coming in. We're 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 into the first week of camp and he's still not there. Uh, no, no. I mean, I, you know, a, a deal is going to get done, and it's probably going to get done sooner rather than later. Um, you, you know, I, I mean, both sides have been amicable and agreeable, and you know, the Saints have said that they want to make him the highest paid. You know, or or they they've leaked that supposedly or most likely um so uh i i think it's gonna get done i'm I'm sure they're just um you know right now they're just working on some of the fine finer points the finer details but i'm assuming uh any any even possibly any day now yeah uh listen to this we have breaking news saints related uh dallas cowboys have panic signed Alfred Morris. Um, the Saints were kicking the tires on him as they apparently are so, going through the discount bin, desperate for running backs. <laughs> so I guess he's not coming to visit now. No. Uh, which brings us to our next topic. Andrew, the Saints were – they had uh, Theo Riddick in the building, and he is a pass-catching wide receiver. Any relation to, J- any relation to J.J.? No. Uh, so me and you were talking ourselves into getting rationally excited about him. Um, yes. He visited the Saints, didn't have a deal, went to Denver, didn't have a deal. So does that make you think maybe he, he's coming back around and the Saints are still in play a little bit? Definitely. I mean, I think he's visiting teams and you know, just kind of getting a feel for everything. I, I, if he got an offer he couldn't refuse, you know, you would have just signed it and it would have been done pretty quickly. But I think he's taking his time to try to find the best fit. You know, he's not going to see the field a ton. I, actually, I think if anything ever happened to Kamara, potentially he could see the field a lot. He could play a lot, but, you know, especially on passing downs. But, you know, assuming nothing happens with Kamara, he would be nothing more than a, a Taysom Hill kind of specialty player. You know, he'd have – 10, 15 scripted plays for him a week, and uh, they would find a way. He'd be just, you know, another useful yeah. tool in, in, in the toolbox, you know. And, and I, I just think, as we saw with Taysom Hill, Sean Payton excels at finding niche roles for niche players. Also, and- Riddick, Riddick is a – he Detroit in the last decade has been a trash heap running the ball. And I'm not saying – I'm not saying Riddick is – the Riddick is good – at running the ball, I'm not even saying he's mediocre. I'm just saying he might be 20 to 30% better than he was in Detroit when you put him with the Saints running the ball, which would make him 
an abomination running the ball to not awful. So that, Look, I'll put it to you, I'll put it to you this way: Sean Payton was able to look, make Tommy Lee Lewis and Tra- <laughs> Traverse Cadet both look useful enough in his offense that they were signed by other teams. So therefore, give him theoretic, and I believe it's going to be even better. Yeah, um, Dave. Now we need to get to um, the the thing of the Saints. We're, we'll do. We'll start doing position breakdowns as we go for this year. Uh, I want to talk about cornerback because. I find it really interesting when you when I pull up the depth chart, like there's going to be maybe one dude that the Saints are going to have to get rid of that other NFL teams are going to want. I mean, just looking at the depth chart, Lattimore, Eli Apple, your starters, Patrick Robinson, uh, you know, is your nickel, uh, PJ Williams, that's four, Ken Crawley, that's five, Sheryls, that's six. Um, you know, so, you know, and then you have, you know, well, I don't know if you classify, uh, Gardner Johnson as a, as a corner or how they classify him, but that's a He's lot kind of, of a hybrid player. So like they all can't make the team, you know, and Cheryl's counts as a corner. I mean, kind of right. He's not going to play corner at all. If, if he's playing corner, they, the Saints might've just put me out there. Yeah, there's the uh, Justin Hardy too. Justin Hardy. So like one of them's got to go. So before, but before we get to that, like I look at the corner and I feel pretty good about it. Dave, even I know that eventually the plague is going to hit them and they'll be down to Justin Hardy, uh, an oil drum and me at corner. But right now, right now, I feel good about it. Do you feel as good at corner as I do? Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I think you got, you could make the argument that's the most depth they've had at the position maybe ever under Sean Payton. Um, 2009, yeah. 2009 was pretty deep, but then they got rapid. Yeah, it injuries. was. Uh, yeah, I guess. Although we did, I don't think at the start of training camp though we thought it was deep. Mm-hmm. I think it wound up being deep because a lot of those guys wound up playing well. But to yeah. start the season, That's I don't fair. think that this, I don't think that necessarily we would have said, "Oh yeah, this is this is crazy deep uh, position." In fact, I can't see myself saying that about cornerback ever in the last twelve <laughs> years. So I'm going to say no. Um, and. Uh, it's funny because uh, I don't I, think I remember feeling that way in my lifetime right, as a Saints fan. Right, right. At cornerback. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's funny because actually I just checked in on Canal Street Chronicles and uh, they actually had an article about five different players at five different positions that could potentially get cut and maybe get signed by another team. And uh, cornerback was one of them. And they had kind of pointed out P.J. Williams. I mean, like you said, mm. you've got... Uh, you've got. I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree. I think that uh, even with Lattimore, Apple, and Patrick Robinson as like your nickel, I mean, Williams is your first, you know, your first backup. Uh, so I don't see that happening. Um, but I, I, I would assume that that's your, that's your top four right is there. Billy Bando. I think, I think I think Ken Crawley's a. Is gone. Billy Bando in the chat yeah. room tonight? Is he gonna? <laughs> Who is, is he... in the chat room? 
Uh, we got, you know, we got... Allie's in the chat room. Allie, we got... We got Dylan, he's a TV star, weatherman. We got Saints Recline, we got Joshua, we got Tom Stewart, all... I recognize them all as patrons. By the way, you should be a patron. If you're a patron, and at the $7 level, you get a magnet, you get a koozie, and on August 1st, you get the fucking fire screensaver slash wallpaper in two different formats that you can put on your desktop or your phone, and it is fantastic. Oh, we got a uh, Jim Jim Gleason on the yeah we do. on the chat friend of the show friend of the show. So I mean, is he related to Steve Gleason. I, I mean, you know, I know he does have a thirty-seven jersey that says Gleason on the back. I I know that this is gonna this is gonna flip people out in the chat room, or maybe they'll just laugh me off. But whatever, I could see a team though that like. Kansas City, for instance, who lost a corner today, and I don't know if the corner they lost was an outside corner, a slot guy, or whatever, but I could see a team like Kansas City come cut down week saying, oh shit, we think we can win a Super Bowl and we are fucking desperate at outside corner. Hey Saints, we'll give you a seventh for Ken Crawley. And the Saints are like, well, we're going to cut him, so we might as well get him. I really think the people are going to look at a corner of the Saints cut and want that person. And I think I think Crawley could be that guy. And it wouldn't be a like if you were if you were say Andrew 2014 Saints desperate for a corner and remember how desperate the Saints were in 2014 where they lost mm-hmm. they lost Keenan Lewis, Jabari Greer had retired. They were playing uh, Travis Fredericks at, in, at corner. They were playing Pierre Warren at safety. Like, they were fucking desperate. If you were that desperate, Ken Crawley would look pretty good the first week of September. Yeah, no, no debate here. Um, do, you think it's po- do you think it's likely, though? To get a seven seventh round pick for him, that it happens at all that the Saints that the Saints trade trade or yeah, I mean I think the minute he's on the thing is like when you're at final cuts, you've got this influx of players that become available, right? And so it, it it's if a guy's being shopped, they know it's because he's about to get cut. So I see people in the chat asking like, only if seventh for Crawley, couldn't we get a fifth for Crawley? I just think at final cuts, you go from 90 to 53, and that's every team in the league. And, you know, if Saints are looking to trade him, I mean, maybe it's because they have a log jam at the position a little bit, but maybe it's also they're just – Ken Crawley's not good enough to make the team. So, you know, yeah, I think a seventh is probably the best-case scenario. The now, one- you know, the, the thing about Crawley is – and this is why I think he's on the outside looking in – he, he doesn't have special teams ability. And he doesn't have slot ability. He's really only an outside corner. And that works great if you want him to start. I think he can start, and we've seen him at times be capable in that role. Sometimes he's struggled. Sometimes he's been good. But um, he really can't give you anything else. And so when you carry your fifth corner, your sixth corner, that's reserved for guys like Justin Hardy who can play their ass off on special teams or – you know, Chancey Gardner Johnson, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who can you can move around, he can play safety, he can play the slot. So I just think he's on the outside looking in because he can't give you special teams, he can't give you slot play. Um, and so I think Crawley will go to a team that'll say, Hey, you know what? 
we have a starter that can play the slot and we can slide him over there and bring in Ken Crawley and he can be one of our top three corners. And I, yeah, I do think someone would give a seventh round pick for him at final cuts. Yeah. The interesting thing, David, I was kicking myself kind of because in, in my the WWL preview, I was trying to predict the veteran that the media would gush over. And I picked PJ Williams, but through four days of practice, Eli Apple has four pass breakups. Um, he looks like a dude, Dave, that is prime to say, I am going to play great on this good Saints team, and I am going to get fucking paid. Um, do you see any of these corners besides Marshawn Lattimore that could really break out? And if I said, here's $100, put money on a guy, not Lattimore, that's going to get five picks, who would you, who would you bet on? I mean, you just answered the question before you even. But I mean, asked would you? Would you? Question. You could. You could go PJ Williams. You could go. You could go no, Patrick well, Robinson. Well, I'm sorry, but the answer is Eli Apple. I mean, he he's got the most. Yeah, upset. but have, have you? I, I agree with everything up until five picks. Have you seen Eli Apple try to catch a pass? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, I mean, dude's I, got stones for hands, bricks. <laughs> Well, anyway, he ain't, he ain't catching five picks. He might have I mean, a great year, but yeah, it's not just about the picks. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think the point of the, the question is like, who's who's going to be the next big guy next to Marshawn Lattimore? And I mean, obviously, I, uh, yeah, it's 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 Eli Apple. And I mean, I, I think it's it's I, I think that uh, most of us are, you know, you could say hoping, I guess, but um, that. Eli Apple's lack of success in New York wasn't because of his talent. It was because of scheme or coaching or whatever. Um, and now that he's got Dennis Allen and, uh, and and whoever else is is helping out with the DBs, um, he's coming into his own. So, you know, P- Patrick Robinson. I don't. You know, <laughs> I <laughs> I just I was wary about the decision you know, from the beginning of bringing him back. But, um, uh, so, I mean, I'm going to be interested to see him and see how he plays, but I'm, I certainly am not expecting anything. Here's an interesting, here's an interesting question that somebody shot at me at Twitter today. Who is going to break the Michael, Michael Thomas contract extension when it happens? If you had to pick one NFL reporter, knowing that Schefter is like the gold standard breaking news and you know he wants to break that Michael Thomas story. Diana, Diana Rossini. Andrew, would you still bet on the Saints beat reporter, Diana Rossini, to break the Michael Thomas contract? Yeah, absolutely. You don't think like, could it be like Mike Garf? Or or Jay Glazer, you don't think Garafolo? Garafolo, no. no. We're all Diana no. Di, Diana Rossini is the is the three to two betting favorite in Vegas. You think? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> would you be Would you be stunned if it's not her? Stunned. <laughs> um, the only the only pause I I have is that I feel like Josina Anderson. Sometimes, like, has an in with players, like, personal relationships. Yeah. But it, it's going to be Diana. It's got to be. Uh, the Saints also it, did... it won't be somebody local. No way. <laughs> it won't. No chance. You know, I have to say... Not with, not with Nick Underhill gone. Saints Twitter 
with training camp, I have to say it's been a struggle. With I think all the times picking you guys are gone, Underhill's gone, and I I think they're you know the Nola guys I think got an edict of like hey you need to be on Twitter for Saints training camp you need to be tweeting your ass off, and the last couple of years of training camp has been amazing. This year I find it not as strong. Am I am I am I not following the right people or do you guys? disagree with that i feel i feel like the 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 tweeting from saints camp from the media people is not as strong as it has been yes i couldn't couldn't agree more (laughs) i'm not on twitter uh, as much as all you guys are so i'm gonna i'm gonna defer to oh aren't you mr hard-working diligent dave not fucking. I don't fuck off during the day and look at Saints Twitter. I looked at Emmanuel Butler highlights all fucking day. I will not lie. Yeah. Um, well, if your livelihood depended on it, you wouldn't. It's probably true. It's probably <laughs> but apparently, true. apparently, your employer will continue to employ you despite I, the fact that despite I you're do, running a, a totally do, separate business on company time. <laughs> I do SEO, and anybody who does SEO knows that it's basically a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Don't be blaming the world and blaming me because I got a cushy job, all right? <laughs> Just saying. Um, it's not really a pyramid scheme. It's more like a black. It's more like a black box. You don't know the magic that Google does to get the rankings. Um. So they, I mean, uh, Andrew, the Saints also signed an, an offensive lineman. Uh, I, I won't even try to butcher his name. Uh, <laughs> no, st- no, please do, please do. <laughs> yeah, give it a shot, Ralph. Uh, yeah. uh, let me see. All of our adoring fans are on uh, the edge of their seat as we speak. Uh, um, let me try to pull it up. He's a guard. He played for the Jaguars. Yeah. His first name is easy. Patrick I'm a May. <laughs> I'm a man. It's a maze world. Uh is that close? No, no close. I have no idea. Probably yeah, booking the really. territory says butcher. We were, we were just we were gonna make fun of you regardless. We, yeah. don't, even, we don't even know what the correct pronunciation <laughs> yeah. is. We just know that you will not have it right. Which is a yeah. <laughs> which is a which is a good bet. Um, Do I no. have any idea how to pronounce it? No. 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 I mispronounced it. Just keep yes. throwing out possible pronunciations. Whatever the last one you say is, is the right, is the right one. Oma me? Oma may? Oma my? Oma moo? <laughs> Oma moo. We'll go with Oma moo. <laughs> Oma, I'm not going to play here much longer? <laughs> uh... That's a great soundbite, by the way. You need to get that one. Naga, naga, not going to work here anymore. <laughs> so, but he started, you know, almost, or he's played in almost 70 games. Um, I can put it this way. I'd rather him over Clap or Tom playing in a 70, game. 70 games. One for each pronunciation that Ralph gives <laughs> <laughs> incorrectly <laughs> I need to get the whammy soundbite so every time I mispronounce a name we can just uh, have the little whammy noise no whammy no whammy no whammy whammy um, 
But is that is that a fair point, Andrew? Would you feel more comfortable with Clap Tom or the dude the Saints just signed? Clap Tom. Um, you know, I kind of like that they're getting a bunch of veteran. I mean, we haven't even talked about Ryan Groy. He's on this team. He played for the Bills. Um, you know, Michael Ola, who was on the team last year and did really well in camp last year. Marshall Newhouse played for Cal, uh, for Carolina. You know, he's on this team and he, um, he's a guy who's, I think looked pretty good so far. And then obviously Nick Easton was the big free agent signing. So, and now they've got this new guy, Omame. So I think, you know, it's kind of throwing a, a lot of things at a wall and seeing what sticks. Um, but, you know, there's not, with the exception of Eric McCoy, there's just not a lot of young, promising offensive linemen. I mean, I think you can maybe make an argument for Cam Tom and Will Clapp, but, you know, will they ever be starting quality players? I don't know. So, you know, you get a bunch of veterans and, and you see, I, I think backup offensive line, especially when you look at tackle, if something happens to Ramchick or Armstead, I have no idea how that goes. And so I know how it goes. I think with my I, I think it's drink myself. It to goes death. bad, yeah. But I think it's good to have you know a lot of a lot of guys battling it out, and we'll see who makes the team. I mean, I, I think you're going to have to be really good in camp to make the team. I think the path to the roster this year for Will Clapp, for example, is way harder than it was last year. All right, we need to talk about Eric McCoy. He was he was uh, not running with the ones today. Apparently, Nick, Nick Easton was running with the ones. But more importantly, Dave, I finally saw a picture of Eric McCoy. He looks like Drake. The real McCoy? No, he looks like Drake and DJ Khaled had a baby, and that baby grew up to play NFL football. Dave, you have no idea how spot on that is. It, I, <laughs> I mean, it, it, re- it is. Well, I'm going to look at it. So what? So he looks like a fat Drake? Time. Yes. He looks no. He looks like a yes. like Drake. If Drake took a lot of hormones and a lot of creatine, and um, maybe Am got looking at, yeah. like radiation, like some superpowers. I mean, Eric McCoy. Oh yeah. I mean, it was spot on. That people went. It it is shocking <laughs> how spot on that is. I mean, it's horrifying. Oh, I another think, one. I mean, just the first picture of him at the combine. I mean, it definitely looks like DJ Khalid. Uh, if he mated with Drake, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I get, yeah, I get. all right. Brian Hart says yeah. waiting for Ralph's yawn sigh. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're in the chat, I got Eric with a K. Google it, Eric McCoy. It looks like Drake and DJ Khaled. It sure does. It's unbelievable. It is. Well, well done, Ralph. You just came up with that yourself. Yeah, I did. Uh, my best tweet in months. Uh, booking the territory asked if if either tackle they should goes, reconsider giving you that award. They should. If either tackle goes down for an extended, let's come up with that. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the award. You know, I'm only I'm only partially bitter. I feel like I'm only partially bitter because. I want to win, and I want to make Eric Paulson address me as such as an award winner. If Les could just not submit next year, and I could win, and then he could go back to winning every year, I just need it once so that I can have the respect that I don't deserve but I crave. That's all yeah, I want. Les East is like uh, 
Roger Federer, man, he's not letting Andy Roddick win a Wimbledon. <laughs> you don't get a Wimbledon, Andy Roddick. I'm just going to keep uh, piling them on. Yeah, but Andy Roddick, he got a U.S. Open. I'm One just time. saying, man. But yeah, well, that's like you winning some other award that's not as prestigious, I guess. I want that award, man. I saw all the ha- – and then I saw all the happy winners Saturday night, and it just made me more angry. I'm selfish. It's what I want. So, um, but here's a, but the question, David. We, we, we should make this podcast more uh, anti-less East as the years <laughs> go by. <laughs> no, I think y'all should make it more pro-less East and just like you secretly just want him to win for like the next 10 years. And me just have just have second place certificates stacked up for fire kindling. That's what you – that's what everybody – I want I want to manufacture – a scenario where he's your nemesis. <laughs> no, I have, if you saw my Twitter mentions today, you know, I have many nemesis as people were defending the saints doctors with, uh, they were, they were defending the saints doctors with a uh, passion that I just was, I didn't realize was there. No, speaking of, I mean, you, you can never say anything bad about Drew Brees ever on Twitter. I can't believe I forgot the golden rule, which is that you can't even suggest that anything remotely critical about. Oh my God! I I tweeted out about him having a wobbly pass. Jesus Christ! They're like, it got there. I I was like, it was end over end, and it was one pass, and I made a joke. Did you guys see his tweet? Did you guys see his cleats? Yeah, they were bad. Okay, look. First of all, his cleats. The freaking official Saints account. Tweeted about it eight times during the day. And okay, let's talk about the about Let's talk about the <laughs> Okay, we I need mean, to talk about it. First of all, if it was Michael Thomas or Kamara or Cam Jordan, Breeze is a 40-year-old freaking white male. You know? And, like, <laughs> I love the guy. He's awesome. He's the face of the franchise. Hell is a world coming dope. But, like, he, he, he's just... It, it doesn't work for me seeing those on him. It, it feels a little weird. Secondly, like Louis Vuitton, really? Like that's just like the purse that my wife wants. What is that doing on Drew Brees' cleats? Yeah, it it felt out of place. It's like me trying to rap. It just it didn't it didn't go. The funny thing was though, after the quarter the quarterback, it's challenge, like you trying it, to rap with like it, it's like you doing a a, a rap track with Heidi Klum. <laughs> that's what it's like. That's a reference like four people got, but I'm here for it. Heidi Klum. Here here's the thing though. The funny thing when he when he after the quarterback challenge. By the way, you guys the, you guys keep going. I'm in the middle of making a meme with. With uh, DJ Khalid and Drake and <laughs> Eric McCoy, I'm gonna have it up. I'm gonna have it in a second. <laughs> Make sure you post that from the podcast account. Yeah. Well, Dave. I don't have. I need the password of the podcast. Account. Well, we'll have to give that to you later. Guys. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll just go ahead and say that live on our whole show. Well, that's you what we could text everyone. Yeah. So then the, the Saints, Saints Happy Hour podcast can just be the meme from Dave and then just pornography. All the way down, and and and, uh, and probably like Russian troll posts. Um, but the funny thing was when they were pouring the Gatorade on Drew Brees' head, he was like, "Don't get the cleats! Don't get the cleats!" Um, I have to say, I'm with I'm with I'm with you, Andrew. Like, 
it just like it wasn't a good like and the thing was like they made the cleats like you'd have thought they'd have been like let's not give them to the the 40 year old dad who if he didn't play quarterback you'd totally believe he drove a minivan um you know i mean we love drew but his like cool factor for the saints is like what a one Mm-hmm. right why is alvin Kamara not wearing those yeah i don't know but i got killed on twitter for criticizing his cleats i mean i mean i seriously think drew Brees could go to practice wearing a thong and a g-string i mean just he, he could go he could go to practice wearing a leotard and and everyone on twitter would think is the greatest thing ever he <laughs> you know you know what he could do the biggest heist of all time he could go into new orleans Open a Jimmy John's, and everyone would think it's so great it would be successful in a town where pull boys exist. <laughs> Jimmy John's is terrible. I don't care. I love you, Drew, but Jimmy John's is awful. Unless they start sponsoring the podcast, then <laughs> they become awesome. Um, so, Dave, tell the people. Tell Tom, the- Tom Stewart says Alvin Kamara can't afford Louis Vuitton. <laughs> And Michael Thomas can't either, probably at least Not for yet. a couple couple days. Not yet. Camara will probably be be able to afford them next summer when he holds out. But Dave, tell the people where they can get the best tickets to events. Wait, what? Oh, I'm supposed to be reading an yes. ad? Oh, Jesus. What? I didn't know that. I thought Andrew was... There's multiple ads. Oh, I'm the ad guy today? No, I, I mean, hold I on. I'll, I, I'll get... No, 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 no. I, this is my chance. This is my chance to shine. <laughs> okay, so... So I'm doing the Seat Geek? Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay, well, see, this is... I haven't even I haven't even gotten a chance to read it, so this is going to be right, right off the bat. <clears throat> I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from Seat Geek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you are getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot means it's good deals, and a red deal means mm, maybe you should stay away. Use promo code... ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them or a nacho helmet uh, or, you know, whatever you want to get. So what are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. You messed up a couple times there, but he I did, did like the I did like the ad lib though. What did he I does. mess up? You, you you went off script a little a couple times. He, for, he said green. He forgot to say green light instead. Of, he said instead of, he said green deal. You said a green gr- you said a, said a yellow deal is a good deal. It's a yellow dot is a good deal. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, there we Dave go. says Look, it if was you're gonna put me under a microscope, buddy, that goes no, both I've, ways. Yeah, I, I've, hey, hey. Dave has a passion for the ads that me and Andrew just do not. <laughs> Dave reads it with. <laughs> Uh, with gusto with gusto thanks to our sponsors so so yeah i i mean here's the thing with with the saints i will say though they 
seem to be having more fun at training camp than other teams. Like, other teams don't have the quarterback challenge, the cleats, and all that. Um, even winning teams. Like, I would expect, like, loser shit boring teams to not have any fun. Um, like the Jaguars with Tom Coughlin running. Like, you know they're not going to have any fun on social. But the Saints, like, they're having um, a lot of fun uh, goofing off. Uh, have any? Have you? Have either of you guys been watching the quarterback challenges? Yes. I feel like they're rigged for Drew. Like Drew Brees rigs them so he can always like so he has a distinct advantage in all of them. Like I don't think they're fair to the other participants. How so? I mean, like because it's, it's all touch pass stuff and not yeah arm strength. Yeah. Like it's like you know like 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 Drew Brees had had like an off season where he like planned each one of them and they're all like for maximum uh, advantage for him and and I felt bad for Teddy in the one where they were trying to knock the bottle cap off because he missed that bottle cap like three straight times by like it had to be like less than three inches and. And Teddy's my boy because he's going to be the future of the Saints. It's going to be awesome. Um, I still can't get over the gloves, though. <laughs> it's just so weird. Why does it's he have weird. a glove on his throwing hand? It's, we- it's weird. And they're and they're giant. He looks like almost like the hamburger helper guy has, like, taken control of his hands. And it's, it is weird. It's jarring. Um, if you could choose Drew Brees never wears Louis Vuitton ever again. On any part of his body, or Teddy Bridgewater removes the glove from his right hand, which would you pick? Can I choose C, changing the way you pronounce Louis Vuitton? <laughs> well, how did I say it? That's I a, don't know. That's Louis C. Vuitton. That sounds better. You say it like Louis. V, v, I don't know. I don't you know say what it the like you, you. You say it like I would expect myself to say it. Well, it's actually in French. It's Louis Vuitton. Oh, yeah, you want to know that's the right way to pronounce. Right, because you're from France. So France, we come from France. Um, so yeah, I'm sure you. You, could... you Americans, you do not know how to pronounce correctly, you asshole. Okay, I know how to say correctly, and you, you are shit. Let me tell you something. I've only been to France once in my life for LSU exchange program, where you just get shit faced all over Paris. But my roommate was from Acadiana. And let me tell you something. When a Cajun starts speaking Cajun French to an actual French person, the French person's head fucking explodes. Like, they get confused, and it is hysterical. And they try- Maybe I should do the... You know, I need to do the ad as Frenchman Juge. That's, that's what we're missing. <laughs> That would be interesting. Irish Kevin does one of them, and Frenchman Juge does the other. Frenchman Juge can do – he can do uh, Seat Geek and do it in an insulting way for people that don't get on Seat Geek. I like that attitude. But but seeing French people listen to Cajun French, their head, it, it feels like it's going to rupture inside. Like they're going to have an aneurysm and die. Like they – they want to understand what's going on, but mostly they're offended that somebody has taken the French language and just twisted it in a way that a Louis- only a Louisiana person can. As a side. <laughs> so. Okay, anyway. Anyway. 
All right, text me the text me the password to the. I got my. It's the stupidest thing you've ever seen in your life. I've got, I've got my Eric McCoy. I don't even. I don't even know if it's a meme. No, Dave. The the stupidest thing we've I've ever seen in my life is that first graphic that I paid somebody to do on Fiverr that looked like uh, baby shit green uh, and a baseball lettering. Uh, here's a question from Nick Knight. Do you think uh, your great knowledge of geography, not knowing the difference between Australia and Ireland, contributed to you losing the West East? Nick, you go straight to hell. All right? All you people are mean. I don't know why you want to rub this in. I am hurt in my moment of need. You people, you just pile on. Uh Andrew, this is an actual football question from Saints Recline. With the Meredith Meredith release, does that mean more playing time for the youth or more freed up money for Thomas? Uh, Yeah, it's not going to impact Michael Thomas too much. I mean, remember, the first year of the deal is always the most cap friendly. So um, as the years go by, uh, that's when it will be more significant against the cap. you know, it's, it's interesting. I actually heard, um, so a quick aside on Michael Thomas, I heard Mickey Loomis on Sirius Radio today. And he mentioned that, you know, he doesn't know how close it is because, you know, a lot of times you feel like it's it could be really close and then it's really far. And sometimes you feel like you're really far away and it gets done a day later. So, um, you know, I think I, it was interesting to hear him say that. But he said, you know, a lot of times with these things, and he, he wasn't necessarily talking about this specifically, but – said a lot of times with these deals, it's not so much the money. It's more like the structure of the deal and the guarantees. And so the way he was saying that, it kind of made me feel like the parameters are kind of done and they're haggling over guarantees and bonuses and kickers and that kind of thing. So I think they're kind of in the detailed portion of the negotiations. At least that's what I heard from the interview. Um, and who knows how long that's going to take, but, uh, hopefully it gets done quickly, but you know, with Cam Meredith out and as long as Michael Thomas is not here, um, you're going to see more opportunities for guys like Simi Cobbs, Emmanuel Butler. No, you're going to see the Emmanuel Butler hype train turn into a rocket and he's going to go straight to the fucking moon. Like I was not super excited about Saints training camp like I usually am. All it took, as you said, Andrew, all it took is one day and one awesome play from Emmanuel Butler and Sirius Gray Grayson, Cyril Grayson, catching two bombs, and I was right back in. I'm like Al Pacino in The Godfather. I thought they, I was out. They pulled me right back in. So this is from Craig, Dave. Uh, what position are we going to be super excited about in August that we are completely terrified about in December? Uh, <sighs> probably cornerback. You know, we're probably we're, <laughs> like we were talking about earlier. We were just earlier. We were all excited about how how the Saints were never been deeper at cornerback. Uh, I'm, you know, sure shit in December will probably be wondering what guys we can sign off the street. Yeah, I mean, you just, I would say, I would say corner or linebacker could be an issue. I, I mean, we don't, we haven't talked about linebacker yet, and we will in 
the next couple of weeks. But linebacker is one of those issues where I feel like Demario Davis is sort of uh, that thing that like props up the whole enterprise. And if he, something would happen to him, like you would look at linebacker Andrew and you'd be like, "Oh God, it's not good." Yeah, let's not talk about guys going down though. I mean, you <laughs> know, I, I, I personally, and I, I'm with you, Ralph. Like, it didn't take me long. It took me about three practices to get overhyped about the season. And um, the main thing that's got me excited is, you know, the offensive line. I thought Warford maybe would be on yeah. PUP, you know, and he's practicing and he's healthy and. You know, they've got a good competition going at center. They're rotating Easton, Tom, and McCoy and giving all three of those guys a fair shake. And uh, Teron Armstead looks amazing. Um, Ramchek looks like he's recovered from his ailments. And Andres Pete's hand is fine. So the offensive line looks healthy and looks good. And we'll see how the season progresses. But right now, I would say the offensive line is much further ahead than I feared they would be. This is an actual football question from Don Takano, not about drugs, alcohol, or women, which I appreciate, Don. Uh, Dave, next year we have to pay Rankins, Lattimore, Kamara, Ramchek, and Anzalone. Is Marcus Williams the odd man out? Uh, mm, Good question. I mean, you know, the Saints did draft two safeties this year, kind of surprisingly. So maybe. Maybe he's out. I mean, they, technically, they don't have to pay. They don't have to pay Ramchek or Lattimore next year. Um, and they could, you know, they're not going to pay everybody. I would say probably the most likely guy to not get paid in that bunch is Rankins, just because they're going to wait. I heard Anzalone. You think? Know. So? I, mean, I thought I thought that was in the question, but yeah, Anzalone was there too. Yeah. Oh, oh, he said Anzalone. He said Rankins, Lattimore, Camaro, Ramchak, Anzalone. Is Marcus Williams the odd man out? They got to pay them all. Okay, so you're confirming he said Alex Anzalone. Yeah. Okay. Also, the, li- the, the, the linebacker with nice hair. Yeah. Also, uh, Alex Anzalone. Wargot said. Anzalone's he was at practice today, and he said uh, it was more magnificent than he even hoped in his dreams. Does, does anyone know what I'm trying to get? I know you sound like you're talking out of a speaking spell. Alex Anzalone? Yeah, that's clear. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, I would like I would like fries with that, Jude. Yes. Thank you. There you go. I was trying to. I was. Tr- I was trying to get to it, but I was, I, uh, you sounded so bad in your audio. I was having a panic attack like that. My whole enterprise was crashing down on me. Um, so I Am was I okay in, now. Yeah, you're okay now. I was just having one of those, I was just having, uh, one of those moments where my wife was looking at me cause I had a feeling of dread and then just because I thought everything had gone to shit and you're just waiting for, I knew you were waiting for me to play Anzalone, but, um, uh, do you have do you have the Zion the Zion voicemail queued up? Can I just hear that just for the hell of it? <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. Do you have it, Ralph? Um, let me see. They got Zion. They uh, got Zion. Here we go. Here we go. Zion. Zion. 
I'm never deleting that voicemail, ever. <laughs> that needs to be in the intro. It's I will say this. As ridiculous as I sounded on that voicemail, and I am ridiculous, I would say that no matter what Pelicans podcast you listen to, I was more excited in that voicemail than any of them were on their first podcast after the Pelicans got Zion. I was out of my fucking mind excited and i still am about the pelicans the pelicans are going to be fun but you know they're they're done so uh the best part the best part about that is um you know my son's a huge pelicans fan and he's like all in on the whole zion thing but we missed the whole lottery thing because he had a baseball game and so i missed the entire show and i'm driving him back from baseball and i guess i missed that ralph called and so I see that I have a voicemail and I play it on Bluetooth and my son hears it for the first time. So he, he both like understood that we got the first pick and that we were getting Zion and listened to Ralph go crazy in that voicemail. <laughs> and like, he still talks about it to this day. Like it was the greatest moment of his life. Well, I mean, nobody thought they were. So like, it was okay. Like if you blow off the lottery, you know? No, it was amazing. But that commercial break where they had the top four and then they went to commercial break and they came back, like that shit was enthralling. And it made me want the NFL. It made me want the NFL to do like a draft lottery system because that shit is, when you're in it, it's just amazing. It's like just, just like straight heroin into your veins. It was phenomenal. Um, why do the Saints uh, stop? Dave, why do the Saints sign the store brand version of almost every player we ask for? Because because you know why? Because in most cases, the store brand version works just as well as the name brand version. Okay? So we don't need your snobby attitude. <laughs> I love it. Jean-Paul Andrew asks... Not a question, more of a discussion point. Traquan Smith is basically Lance Moore without the chemistry with Breeze. Will it take another year to be on the same page? Defend this take. Um, you know, the thing is, Lance Moore and Willie Sneed, maybe even Kenny Stills, like, it was kind of immediate. Like, that light came on. Marcus Colston... I mean, that synergy with Breeze was immediate. I can't think of a receiver that was kind of bad with Breeze for a couple of years and then became really good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like with Breeze as a receiver, you kind of have it or you don't. And that's what makes me nervous about Traquan Smith. Yeah. You guys feel me on that? No. I- yeah, because you've got a guy like uh, Manny Butler who comes in immediately and – and connects with him. I feel I feel terrible about my pick as my UDFA uh, adopted son Ozigbo. Like he's not. He got. He got. I mean, sh- this, the Saints are looking at so many running backs. They're clearly not happy with your garbage yeah. no. adopted. Son. He got. He got. He got murdered by Anzalone on Friday in shorts. Like Anzalone literally, uh, literally. As soon as, as soon as the theme music stopped playing, 
Ozigbo was dead. Um, so that was. But sounds, sounds to me like we're going to be in in two years from now. We're going to be talking about how we should have never let Mark Ingram go to Baltimore the same way we're talking about how we should have never let Willie Sneed go to Baltimore. Hey, you know what? All I know is out of this uh, adopted son UDFA, mine of the three of us, mine is in jail and I am still winning. Because <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been cut. Yeah. He been cut. He's he still on not. the team. I'm not sure I've seen little Jordan's name mentioned one time. No, oh, he's, he's he got uh, yeah. dude the 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 Emmanuel Butler uh, hype train is save some pussy for little little Jordan. The, the hype train of Emmanuel Butler is just a black hole and is just consuming everything in its path. It has swallowed every other UDFA's hopes and dreams and spit them out. Um. Did you, guys, did you guys see how bad Emmanuel Butler's stats were against F, uh, against uh, real teams? Corner, corners playing for real teams, though, in college. It was pretty awful, wasn't it? it like it, the passer rating when he was playing against a real team when the ball was coming. Now, granted, you know, I, we don't know who was throwing him the ball, but the passer rating was like in the low 50s. Eh, well, training camp, it's about summer love, you know? I mean. Who can who can forget those two? He didn't. Boys? He didn't have. He didn't have a breeze throwing him the ball. You know. Who can forget the the time when Brandon Coleman looked amazing the first two days of camp in 2016, and uh, everybody thought that he was going to be a 70 catch receiver. I mean, you know, or or Adam sure. Big or Adam Big Hill. Who can forget him? I mean, you know, we have these summer love affairs. Uh, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, before we get out of here, uh, are we going to talk about this lawsuit at all? Yes, that's what I say for the last, for the tease. Uh, oh. I, I don't really care about uh, questioning Goodell about the whole pass interference thing. I just want them to rake him over the fucking coals in the deposition about Bounty Gate and just ask him hard, hard questions about Bounty Gate. Cause I'm Wait, hold on. I, I, don't, I don't know. What, what is this deposition? Well, what is they said that the, the people suing about the NFC championship call, that they could depose Roger Goodell and like the head of officiating and the head, head official in the game, I think. Uh, the They're NFL... actually going to let them do this? Yes. Okay, well... so, so, yeah, so basically, I, I, and I, you know, I talked to my lawyer buddy about this too, and I was on the same page as him. I, I thought all of them, all of these lawsuits got thrown out or whatever, but apparently there was one still alive. And uh, a judge in Louisiana uh, gave the go-ahead and said, "You know what? It's okay. Uh, this is a valid case." And Ooh, this Louisiana. And this, and this isn't. Um, this isn't necessarily. Um, this, this lawyer is doing this, but he's not necessarily really representing any clients that want any money or anything like that. Uh, he's he's only seeking seventy-five thousand dollars. Like he's not, you know, like the original group of lawyers that did this immediately following the the game, you know, they wanted financial restitution for all the tourism that they were missing out and for refunds for tickets and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, this lawsuit isn't trying to get that. In fact, I think they're asking for just seventy five thousand dollars and they said for if what? they win the all they're we want is Roger reason. Goodell's they're balls. Gonna... That's all we yeah, want. Basically they the the, the, the lawyer, <laughs> he really just he just wants to the ability to 
get Goodell and the officiating crew or whatever to sit down and force them to have to answer questions under oath, oath which is a deposition. Um, and uh, surprisingly, uh, he, this judge said uh, that, yes, you can do that. And I'm sure that the NFL and their lawyers you know, can't believe that this has gone this far and they're probably pissed off and they're probably a little surprised that they, that they even have to do this. I mean, this uh, is going to get thrown out before he has to go to new Orleans, right? I mean, I would, I, I, that would be, I would think I would be very surprised if they let this, I mean, as far as I, I know, I, I think this is just a small time lawyer. I mean, I don't think this is anybody, you know, big, this isn't some, some, Big shot lawyer. I, I mean, Good, Goodell's going to call up some Supreme Court judge. And, <laughs> I don't know. I, I would. I'm with I you, mean, Andrew. there's I'm no. They, so, so big time attorney Stephen Juge, my dad, uh, just put said in the chat that 75k is the minimum for federal court. So there you go. I yeah, mean, I, I our, our, our legal expert on the, the thing podcast. is though, and the I thing, think, yeah, and I think they wanted they specifically made it that amount because they wanted to be in federal court. For, for whatever reason, you know, they wanted to either get in a certain circuit or, or something like that because um, they kind of knew that that would be their best chance. And here's the thing, like a deposition, they can ask you like anything. So like they can go off in wild directions, ask Goodell about how he does uh, penalties for domestic violence, like all of it. And so the NFL is going to want to. And I would, I would play. read, I would read that transcript. Oh my, oh my, oh my God! I would, yeah. I would give, I would give a month's pay to watch the video of that just to see Goodell drinking the water and shake like because having him in a deposition, I mean, the gold that you could get out of him. Oh my God! It would just. Be- I would love to just ask, like, Mr. Goodell, how do you feel about Coach Sean Payton wearing a T-shirt with you on in a clown mask? <laughs> How does that make you feel? Oh, by the way, just so you know, the screensaver for the 2019 season uh, that all the patrons get, it season of vengeance, it has featured in it prominently the Roger Goodell clown nose pick. If you're on the fence of whether you need to be in the $7 tier to make sure you get everything, I'm just going to throw that out there for you. Um, Facts only. But is, I mean, I, there's no way, right? If, if your dad, your dad is in the chat room, maybe Stephen just can answer. Like, there's no, there's no way that Goodell is in a chair, and on the in the other chair facing him is this lawyer from Louisiana, and Goodell is going to get deposed over like two days. There is no way on God's green earth that happens, right? I mean, there's no way, Dave. Did your lawyer friend answer that? Uh, no, I haven't gotten a chance to really discuss it in detail. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I, I, in my non-professional opinion, I agree with you. I, I'm, I, I think first of all, I, he, he, he's a lawyer and he was surprised. He thought all this, all these lawsuits had gotten thrown out. Um, you know, mostly because they're, they're fairly frivolous, but, um, so he was initially even surprised that there were was one that was still active and still going through um so i would assume that uh like me he would probably uh be surprised if this went any further and 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 goodell had to sit there and answer questions does goodell have the option to just pay 75k and make this go away <laughs> May, I, that's a good question because <laughs> i 
could totally see him. I mean, he makes like fifty million a year, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, like seventy-five mean, k to him is literally like fifty cents to us. <laughs> could somebody get out a calculator and convert that for Goodell's salary? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, you know what though, Andrew, you might be pretty close. Like, if you make fifty grand, that might be it's 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 probably not seventy-five cents, but it's probably no more than like four dollars in conversion so anyway thanks to everybody in the chat room tonight this has been great and by the way if you're in the chat room and you haven't subscribed to the youtube channel do it and when we get to 500 the day that we get to 500 subscribers we are giving away a t-shirt and a koozie and we're going to pick somebody they're going to get your own patron spotlight on the night we get to 500 all those things we're going to give away in the chat room so do it Get to get us to 500 subscribers. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We want to get to 500. It, we're only like 95 away, so it's not like it's a month, like like you know we're asking for the moon. Um, but thanks again, guys. We got breaking news for the Saints, and of course, uh, the Saints Happy Hour Daily podcast. Any breaking news the Saints have, me and Andrew are on it. We were on the Cam Meredith thing. We the first podcast out the gate this morning. We had you covered uh, as soon as that breaking news happened. So. Sign up for $7. Get your daily fix of the Saints Happy Hour. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who is covering some sort of breaking news disaster in St. Louis, uh, I'm Ralph Marlboro. Until next week, the bar is closed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.